0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the 2152 Project. There are some new voices this week. I'm Brindley Horton from Utah.
1: And I'm Drew from Georgia.
0: And we're excited to tackle a topic that's affecting industry both locally, 2,152 miles apart, and also nationally across the U.S. Drew, do the honors of introducing yourself real quick.
1: Yeah, so uh, my name is Drew Faircloth. I'm in high school and I'm a senior. And I've been involved with the Work-Based Learning Program for, this is my second year now.
0: Drew and I are kind of similar when it comes to that. I'm also a senior and this is my second year with the Work-Based Learning Program here in Utah as well. And I'd like to start off before we get into it by saying thank you for all of the support for the 2152 project so far. We're excited to dive right into this. So both Drew and I are part of our local Work-Based Learning Programs, like we explained before. And as we were being acclimated into this industry-like thinking and environment, we saw a reoccurring issue, labor shortage. And we've heard it everywhere. There are reports of this issue, but there's not many solutions out there. And that's why Drew and I are here today. As I was like researching, I saw that the U.S. Chamber of Commerce They wrote an article on this national labor shortage issue and says that in 2021, there were more than 47 million workers that quit their jobs. And why? Well, it came down to the COVID pandemic and the need for flexibility and a strong company culture with these new jobs that people were seeking. So this opened my eyes. I'm sure it did for you, too, Drew. But You've yes. had a couple of experiences in the work-based learning program. Can you describe a time or a specific job that the culture and the environment of the workplace affected the experience for you?
1: Yeah, so uh, I started my first job at an asphalt company, and uh, I learned very quickly that was not what I wanted to do. But I think that's part of the work based learning process is figuring out what you do want to do and what you don't want to do. I quickly moved on to um, a contracting company that I spent a little under a year there. And I was trained by one of my coworkers and he really invested in me and showed me not only the contracting side of a construction site, but the business side of it. he actually majored in finance. So he knew a lot about that business and financial side of it. I learned what I didn't want to do during that job, but I learned what I did want to do too. Mm -hmm. Uh, He actually showed me like part of what he went through in, in finance school, is figuring out that he wanted to go into business. I actually figured out basically that I did want to go into business as well. So that's what I'm hoping to pursue along with this work-based learning program that I'm in right
0: now. That's awesome. Actually, a similar situation happened with me. So I was originally with a psychologist at this platform. It's called School Pulse. It was super cool. We were connecting with students across the country. A lot like the 2152 project, but we were helping them just aid their their needs when it came to mental health and everything. It was great. But my idea of the psychology work-based learning internship was more of like the one-on-one therapist style psychology. And although that's hard to do with an intern because of Age requirements and stuff, it definitely led me to find work based learning. So, I am a work based learning intern at the school district here in Utah, and I love it. If it wasn't for the internship program, I would have never found this. And that's probably very similar for you, Drew. Yeah.
1: So, without this work based learning program, if I would have graduated high school and thought that I wanted to do construction or contracting or even asphalt, I would have been poorly mistaken and therefore wasted a lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of resources, whereas now that I've done work-based learning, I can go into college knowing what I want to do, knowing what my goals are, and knowing how to achieve them.
0: Yeah, so that's the beauty of the work-based learning program, and I think that the time and energy should be fully invested for students into these because it brings so many opportunity, but Since this opened our eyes to the culture and how important the environment of the workplace is, I saw and I researched how job seekers, especially students right out of high school who are paving this way for employment feelings later down the road, right? Because we're the new generation. We're often looking for that experience rather than anything else. And when we when we say to employers or teachers like, the experience. It's definitely needs to be defined because most people think like we want this job to be entertaining and that's not always the case, but rather we're looking for that connection. We're looking for that company collectiveness, right? We want to build a relationship with the people who we're working with every single day. And that is what's going to allow us to build a career rather than dislike a temporary job. So another thing that I've seen in high school, especially, and our work-based learning program is probably better than others when it comes to this, but when students feel more like a number rather than a person. And the reason I say that is because I did an interview with one of my teachers and he said, When he was in high school, he experienced a interaction with a teacher that led him to want to also become a teacher. Up to that point, he felt like he was just a number for the classroom. And then one day something happened and his teacher pulled him aside one-on-one and talked to him and made him feel like he was valued, that he was important. And ever since that day, that's what made him want to become a teacher. And I feel like that is the same with any company, any business, when you value your your employees and get to know them as individuals rather than just workers, which can sometimes be hard, don't get me wrong, but that's what's going to provide long-lasting employees.
1: Yeah, for sure. I also feel like not only the company investing in each one of these kids or teenagers, I guess you could say, but I feel like that's one reason that we're doing what we're doing right now is to like explain to these teenagers that Maybe they're watching and they're, they're like, okay, well, no one's really done this for me, but I'm picking up on this. Maybe now I can go to talk to my boss and maybe we can have this one-on-one conversation. He showed me the ins and outs of the business.
0: Right, right.
1: And the operation and, what's all, and what all is going on.
0: What's cool, too, is that from our perspective as high school students, that's kind of why we're pinpointing this group of individuals when it comes to this employment need and this labor shortage is because we know we, we're a part of it. We're currently in high school and yes. we're seeing this occur. But not only that, I've also seen that something even more important is not focusing on us even as much, but planting the seed even earlier. So kids don't know what they don't know. Nine times out of 10, for a while, until you find something that excites you to do something else, you're going to be like, oh yeah, my dad's a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor too. But with the work-based learning programs, with teachers, with jobs and employers and businesses, if we can get out there to the younger demographic, we can change what they see, change what they know. There's job fairs all of the time occurring here in Utah. I don't know if that's the same in Georgia. Is that similar? Yeah, our
1: school actually hosts a career day. Oh, cool. And I, that sounds pretty elementary, but our school does it. And I think that career day is, is a very important factor in the work based learning program at
0: my school. See, and that I feel like can even be implemented into middle school. Intermediate school, elementary school. There is a presentation happening here in a couple weekends. I'm going to present it, but the point of it is to get employers there and to change the stigmas of some of these businesses right, at a younger age so that they have a longer time, a longer period to think like, what do I wanna do? And if they're interested in something earlier on, then when they're in high school, they can start working towards quality classes, quality internships in order to get them to where they wanna be. The career days are so impactful for those high school students because let's be real, senior year, if you're not in senior year anymore, it's probably hard to remember, or even give us enough benefit of the doubt, but it's a scary time, especially if you have no direction.
1: Yes, 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 I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I'm just like, well, do I just go to, go to a bigger school like him, or do I go to a small school, do I go to a technical school, do I go, do I go to computer school, I mean, you just don't really know what to do,
0: right,
1: but when you attend stuff like career day, it really opens your horizons, and, and opens your mind to like, whoa, all this is available for me now. Mm -hmm. That's crazy.
0: I think from a high school perspective, right? I'm not, I am not a business owner and I am not an employer yet. Hopefully I do one day, (laughs) but that would be my biggest advice coming from a high school student, right? To the employers start getting kids acclimated earlier. So the idea of planting seeds earlier on to, kids in elementary, middle school, especially high school, is a great idea, but it requires that extra effort. And one of the other things that we run into with industry is that employers don't have time, which is understandable, but we do have to look at the fact of quality over quantity. Whatever we don't do is not going to change. But the little changes that we do make and the little efforts that we provide to generations underneath us to fill these employment needs as they enter into their adult lives their career worlds is what's going to make a difference the little stuff matters and i say that because sometimes because of employers and i say this because of my dad he'll he'll bring on a bunch of employees like his staff usually isn't that big but 5 to 6 new employees at a time is a lot for him And what he finds is that within six months, because he didn't get to know them as individuals, and he, at the beginning of his career, he didn't make this company connection, they ended up quitting or getting fired within. Within six months, desperate needs come for desperate measures at times, but I'm just more putting this out there as a solution to something down the road when a company or a business has the time or even has a job opening for a recruitment field in their company in order to do this, because not all bosses can. It might not be realistic. However, I did see on a LinkedIn post that one good employee who's there for the long haul. They're going to have a trust with you and you're going to be able to rely on them. But not only that, they can get as much work done, depending on the career or the field that they're in, as much as two to three bad employees. So overall, a a quality employee is way better than the quantity of them.
1: Coming from a student hoping to be a business owner one day that there's an employer who, who needs employees bad and they need to hire 15 to 20 people at one time if you want this to stick if you want them to stay and work for you for I don't know if at least three or four years yeah. um then I feel like you should set time aside hey I just want to get to know you I want to I want to teach you about how to do this more yeah. that way they become almost specialized in that little job that they perform yeah so, much like yeah.
0: I feel like work-based learning coaches or instructors such as Mike and Jason like mm-hmm. they are paving the way for us. It's it's insane to see because when I I have not always lived in Utah. When I lived in Vegas, there was nothing like this that I had for an opportunity when it comes to the internship program. And they truly truly set time aside. They go over The expected hours that they're supposed to be working in order to help these students. Yeah. They find the need and they fix it. And that's the point of the 2152 project. That's the point of us talking about this Mm -hmm. and giving perspective from the high school world. There is a connective break. When you're a high school student, our brains don't work the same yet as an employer. We are in our own little bubbles until we reach that adulthood. And if we all have that understanding that we're willing to become the industry brain if we are valued, if we are given the time.
1: It's a stigma that, okay, high schoolers, you're going to work into a bowling alley until it's time for you to go to college. But I mean, with this work-based learning program, it opens up doors that that people weren't even thought were even remotely possible.
0: And you find students in these programs that... You wouldn't even believe, or even in high school, and age doesn't define the worker, but more of their work yeah. ethic, right? Their agree. skill. Yeah. And the hard skills are something important too. Like I, that's what's changing. I feel like with the industry world as well is they're looking more for what skills do you have rather than what education or experience you have. Now in most jobs, you don't even have to go to college. Yeah. Like, The world's changing. So what's the point of talking about this connection, about this experience for the younger generations and planting these seeds? Well, what I found is that high school networks are very important. The people in our circles are going to be very similar when it comes to us. There is a commonality between the people in your network. So when you go work at a job, it's very easy to get the people who you're friends with to come work at the same job as you, right? Because in high school, not only is these friendships so important to us, but also building this experience that we keep talking about. So my current job, I started working. And after I started working, I started telling other people about it because of how fun I have because of the people who are around me. I work hard and the rest of us do too, because we value our boss, We have a trust and respect with him. And because of that, the rest of the people in my network have now come to work at the same place when six months ago, we were having the same problem, a labor shortage. Have you experienced anything similar to this with your current jobs or people amongst your network?
1: Actually, yeah, we have the contracting. I didn't really think of this just until now, but in the construction world, you have something called a day labor and they come out and they literally work for the day. You can basically like call in and schedule, hey, we need five people to come on on the 6th of of January. And uh, let's just say you need four. The problem we're seeing is you'll have to ask for eight because they could only get four. And if that's you get eight, you get really lucky, you know. Right. So you have to ask for more than what you're more than what you need that way you make sure you get what you need.
0: Right. You're playing yeah, the game a little shortage. bit. Yes. Yeah, the exactly. shortage. Another common thing that I'm seeing with businesses is that they're saying, if you bring someone to work here, like if you recruit someone, we'll give you $50. $50 is oh, yeah. a compensation or a gratitude of helping me with this labor shortage. There was an incident with a student, and they said that I will pay my friend $50 not to work here because I hate it so bad. These networks with high school students, because it's so easy for us to start these jobs, we don't necessarily have the big financial needs, so the wages aren't necessarily the issue. The experience is, and when you mess that experience up, it's going to be so hard to get other people amongst each other's networks to come work
1: for you. Yeah, and it affects the way you see job opportunities for the rest of your life so I feel like that's a very important part is, mm-hmm. is the experience and also like if you're having a bad experience it's not the right thing to do but for me if I have a bad experience I, I don't really want to give it my all you know so yeah. I feel like that takes away from from how you do your job and how much you do and how much you enjoy it and how much you what you're willing to put into it so
0: yeah and unfortunately that That response to us not feeling valued. And when I say us, it's not even high school students. These are semi employees. But when Mm -hmm. that happens and the natural response is to not give it your all because you're upset with the way that you're being treated or valued at this job, it's just... A long-term side effect. It's causing toxicity and unfortunately it's enabling people to continue this bad habit of work. We can change that bad habit of work and how we respond to the workplace. It's going to not only change it for the present but also for the future. I ended up going out to survey a bunch of counselors and a bunch of students across the school district and I asked them if you were given the opportunity to recruit for these businesses, for these jobs, with the potential of a payment, the same as this other, that, yeah. w- that one job for the $50, right? Mm-hmm. Then would you do it? Would you use your social media or your network, let's say, to do recruitments? 100% of the students said yes, but 0.08% of the teachers Said yes, so we're wow. seeing that. I know, right? It's a total difference because the teachers already have jobs, they're teachers, they're counselors, yeah. they're educators, right? They don't have time for this, but students do. We have so much potential in order to help you guys, so let us,
1: you know. Yeah, I would compare it to going out to eat. I know for me, and my family, like if we go somewhere and we have a bad, like bad service, bad, bad food, they didn't get our order right. Mm-hmm. yeah everybody makes mistakes but I'm talking about like severe like come on yeah. it's, it's almost like a bad experience you don't want to go back treat your employees the way you would want to be treated
0: and treat the customers the way that you would want to be treated yeah you know it's hard we're we're preaching over and over again that high school students can be one of the solutions right, right. but the key detail is you have to find the right ones and that's the same for any employee And so moral of this story, moral of the labor shortage and our perspective as high school students is planting the seed early, taking advantage of our networks by providing this experience. And I think whether you're finding results now or later, there still is going to be a change. And that little change is better than nothing. When you go out there and actually find what these issues are and talk one-on-one with people, right? That's what we've been preaching. It it gives you the direction to find answers. And so that is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be starting a docu-series where we're interviewing our local networks, our local business owners and employers, and asking them the same thing. What are your needs? And then you will find us on the next episode answering these issues, answering their problems. We're going to find solutions rather than report them. It will be insightful to see, insightful to watch. So definitely stay tuned for next month's Second Wednesday. I'm Brinley from Utah.
1: And I'm Drew from Georgia.
0: And we are part of the 2152 Project. We will see you next Second Wednesday.